recording. It's taken a long time to start the microphone. Okay, good. <laughs> is it recording? He it's, says. it's now recording. Hi, everyone. I'm Dan. <laughs> I'm Patrick. I'm Carrie. I'm Grandpa. And welcome to the Witch Year Are We on 1986 Academy Awards. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. Sometimes I forget what year it is. That's because you're young. Yeah, I know. I don't have I don't have that short term memory anymore. Eighty six. Eighty six. Uh, this is if I ran the Oscars, where we look at one movie from each year the Academy Awards were on TV. Take a look at what it won for, as well as three other categories chosen at random. We like random. We like random. Uh, this year, we again we... dodged the major movie, which was Out of Africa. This one, I don't know we how the computer picked this. Unfortunately, one. dodged Back to the Future. I would have liked that movie better. Yeah. Uh, From an entertaining, entertainment really, aspect. I don't, the only other one I recognize on the list was Cocoon, and I'm not sure I would have wanted to watch that movie. It's, it was different. What was that? It's Cocoon. got Don Amici in it, and um, Jessica hey, Tandy. Don Amici won an award for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> but the movie we watched is oh, called... Cocoon, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. The movie we watched is called Pritzi's Honor, which I think maybe none of had any of us heard of that movie. I had heard of it. I had right. not seen it. Wait, did this have an apostrophe S or yeah, just this an is S? the honor of the Pritzi uh, family? Apostrophe. Okay. Pritzi apostrophe S. Pritzi's the honor that belongs to them. The honor of the Pritzi, yes. Yeah. Not the multiple Pritzi's. Well, that's no. Honor. Makes sense. No. So okay. this was. A, a, a movie that we definitely watched. <laughs> it needed two glasses of wine. Yeah. Um, it was a... <laughs> you could tell by how you I, are hesitating. I am sorry. Even say anything. There's, that... not a, there's not much we're going to say on this one. <laughs> uh, this one, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, people in this movie rather than the movie itself again. Uh, critical acclaim, praise for the performances of the cast, but a box office disappointment. Well, because it, it was... It did not even make double its money. Because it was a weird movie. Well, it had... Well... There were things that Grandpa understood from musical references that, if I'm going to be honest... It went over Average audiences in the 80s would average, not have... Average audiences would be... Yeah, they would not understand all these jokes. I knew that it was classical Italian music. It was. But the I name, could only come up with one composer one yeah. time. However... So. He was in there a lot of times. I, I used to know all of those overtures. Yeah. Rossini's. Yeah. Well, maybe not all of them, but enough so that... Right. And there were solos of the music, and I, I had right. to quit thinking about it to keep up with the music. <laughs> so, first, we will talk about John Joseph Nicholson. Okay, we'll talk about him. Jack. He is, in fact, Jack Nicholson, uh, not Jack Nicholas. <laughs> That's somebody different. That's a golfer. Yes. I yeah. uh, Interestingly... It, they, his Wikipedia page very specifically when it's listing a movie he's he's been it lists their genres because they are diverse. Mm-hmm. The road drama Easy Rider, the drama One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, comedy drama this movie, along with some others such as Terms of Endearment and About Schmidt, mm-hmm. neo noir mystery Chinatown, the horror film The Shining, the biopic Reds, the fantasy comedy Witches of Eastwick. The superhero film Batman, the legal drama A Few Good Men, the romantic horror film Wolf, the science fiction comedy Mars Attacks, the comedy Anger Management, the romantic comedy Something's Gotta Give, and the crime drama The Departed. Okay, so he hasn't done zombie films. Apparently not. He is the most nominated male actor in the Academy Awards, with 12. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. He is one of two 
Is it two or three? Where is the list? I thought for sure there was only... And this is where we have our thinking music. Oh, there are three. He's one of only three men mm. to have three Academy Awards for acting. Oh. The first was Walter Brennan with three supporting actors, but he got those before 1940. Okay. Uh, Jack Nicholson got his third in 1997. And the most recent one got uh, in 2012 would be Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh. Got his Whoa. third one. Daniel Day-Lewis is the only one of the three to have them all for best actor. Oh, wow. Nicholson got one for supporting actor. But he's done some stuff. He, he's been around. He's recognizable. I think there were times in this film when I wasn't quite sure that I believed him. Yeah, that this, has, this that, is not his strong... This is not the role that he's the strongest in. Right, right. I think that it's... Sometimes it seemed like play acting. Yeah. Like it was mm, a little over the top. I mean, The Shining or, or is... Under. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Shining he does really well because he really gets into character. Mm -hmm. I know his performance in Batman works really well because... Mm -hmm. He gets to kind of be that slightly goofy, but mm -hmm. clearly not altogether character. Yeah. Kind of the same way he is in... Well, Cuckoo's Nest is quintessential. Yeah. Uh, anger management, he does a very similar thing where mm -hmm. he's a little silly, but he's also definitely not someone that you are supposed to understand where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. And this one, I feel like they tried to do the same thing, but they also tried to make him too grounded. Well, and I think it's sense. also just the nature of this film that it's, it's you know, dark comedy. Like, yeah. the killing is not funny. Is it funny? Is it not? Is no, it, the killing was an afterthought in this movie. Yeah, but it, that's what makes it... Mm, yeah. It's hard to, to grasp. Yeah. Uh, starring across from him would be Mary Kathleen Turner, mm -hmm. someone who has not won an Academy Award. She's been, she was nominated. For Jessica Rabbit? Uh, no. Uh, for Peggy Sue Got Married. Oh. Hmm. She was the voice of Jessica Rabbit. Uh, also in Body Heat, Romancing the Stone, War of the Roses. Uh, she guest starred on Friends as one of the main characters' drag queen father. That's weird. <laughs> because uh, we don't watch Friends, so we yeah. don't know. Uh, she's been nominated for two Tonys. Uh, for her work as Maggie in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, and Martha in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, huh. a movie which we've seen. We've seen that. <laughs> we saw the movie version with yeah. Elizabeth Taylor, mm -hmm. Richard Burton. Uh, Both times she was competing with Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, quote-unquote star of our show, mm -hmm. Angelica Huston. Houston. I don't is know it if Houston? it's Huston or Houston. It is Houston. Sorry, there is a pronunciation guide. Yeah. I think it is. There is a pronunciation get on her wiki. This was not her first film. Her first film was in A Walk with Love and Death, uh, which was, in fact, directed by her father. As Guess was as was this movie. Huh. What a big surprise. Hi, hi, what the heck? Yeah. Hmm. She uh, got Best Supporting Actress. Poor little rich kid. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. I, I didn't think she did that, like, outstanding of a job. But Thus hmm. making her the first third generational Academy Award winner. Because... Her father and grandfather also have Academy Awards. What are their names? John Houston and Walter Houston. Okay. Hmm. Uh, she has gone on to other things. For example, Morticia Adams. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the remake. In, in, in the, the movie. movie. In the film version, yep. yes. She was also, when they made the film adaptation of Roald Dahl's The Witches, she was the Grand High Witch. 
She's <laughs> been in the Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic, and Darjeeling Limited. So done good work with Wes Anderson. Yeah. And most recently, people would recognize her from John Wick 3, which I, was two years ago. I would recognize You would not it. recognize her from that, but no. I definitely did. That's because you're young. I did, in fact. Than me. I did, in fact, watch that movie. Is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, not for mom, though. Not for mom. Mom, mom would say mom no. Mom says no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yep. remember her in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir is also appearing in this film. Uh, Salvatore Loja, known as Robert Loja, who's done some things. He's been around a long time. He's been around a while. He's directed and written TV shows, movies, band in movies. Uh, but no Oscars for him. I don't think so. No, no. he's more of a working actor. Yeah. Career spanning 60 years. He died in 2015. So pretty recent there. Uh, Stanley Tucci, who people will recognize more recently uh, now from... I Was he... Yeah, he was in the Hunger Games movie with some interesting hairdos there. <laughs> uh, he was in Captain America... The first Avenger, the first mm-hmm. Captain America movie, as one of the scientist guys. I I didn't even recognize. I thought him in he this was film. military in that. No, he was military in uh, in uh, Independence Day. Yeah, I Road to Perdition, Steven Spielberg's mm-hmm. The Terminal. Uh, he played Stanley Kubrick in The Life and Death of Peter Sellers. Well, that's weird. So interesting there. I uh, and one person who I didn't expect to be clicking on to see their name is C C H Pounder. I don't know what that means. She was Miss Peaches. Oh. The lady lounging around who was going to give the housekeeper. The housekeeper was having a night off because the mistress was out. She played Dr. Hicks on ER. Mm hmm. I. Captain Wims in The Shield for six seasons. District Attorney in Sons of Anarchy, another TV show. Mm -hmm. I. She's been on NCIS New Orleans. She's the voice of one of the main antagonist in just in a the justice league uh superhero cartoon uh she was in face off avatar uh the latest godzilla movie huh she's been doing some stuff yeah well her agents got her some good jobs that's Mm -hmm. good still active uh but as far as the movie goes boy i (sighs) it wasn't my it wasn't what i would seek out for entertainment it definitely wasn't and no I don't That's know all if I, I have just to say ex- about that. I don't know if I just expect movies that are dark comedy to lean more into the comedy part, but it just didn't, without understanding musical references, there just wasn't enough... Enough cleverness. Seemed like cleverness. a stretch. Seemed yeah. like they were trying to stretch, and they didn't quite make it. And then it was long. It was. I mean, they were, it was more than two long. hours. Yeah, because they were stretching. Mm-hmm. So some of the scenes were yeah. under the top. Yeah. yeah, right, 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 yeah. Like, Low-hanging tr- fruit. Uh, and like, not even not even in a, you know, hot tub time machine kind of way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the movie that I'm thinking of, and I'm going to look up this one really quick, is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. With which, Angelina Jolie? Well, which is a remake of the 1941 by the same name. But that, that, one, that is, one have... Um, that was Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. No, but the original one. The original one from 1941. Mm, Jimmy Stewart? Uh, Robert Montgomery and Carol Lombard. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, not Stewart. Okay. Uh, now, the new one is uh, they are two assassins who get hired to kill each other. Mm-hmm. That one has more, like, 
comedy bits Mm -hmm. in a movie about people who are married and trying to kill each other. Mm -hmm. But they start trying to kill each other fairly early in the movie. Mm -hmm. And the comedy comes from their hijinks and then them Mm -hmm. trying to fix things. Whereas in in this one, it's just taking all of the crime drama very seriously, but over something silly. Well, and we didn't get... I don't think we got enough... um twists to the story no everything kind of made sense and it was like really early on i said you know she was the hitman yeah like okay that wasn't hard to figure out in the very very beginning yeah and i think it would have helped us if we hadn't been able to figure out things which is weird because the music like the music that was chosen if you knew the names of the particular pieces. pieces it was a good joke Mm-hmm. And that's something that not everyone's going to get. But at the same time, they're basically putting neon signs on their plot twists. Right, right. Which, oh well. Yeah. Uh, I On the subject of the music. I'll tell you what they didn't play. Ah? Uh, what did not they play? Lone Ranger. Oh. Ah. <laughs> uh, on the subject of the music, because I did go, okay, which two-bit hack did they get to come up with it's time to play the Italian music, mm-hmm. where at some points it was just the Italian music. His name is Alex North. Uh, he wrote the film score for A Streetcar Named Desire. Okay. And Viva Zapata, and Spartacus, and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. He was the first composer to get an honorary Academy Award, and he's been nominated 14 times without winning a merit award. Mm. He's not a two-bit hack. He's not a two-bit <laughs> hack. I think that just, mm-hmm. there there wasn't the aligning of the the... The elements with this film. Oh, did I say Death of a Salesman? Because he also did that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't oh, did know. I say The Agony and the Ecstasy? Because he did that one too. Yeah, I felt like there was, you know, uh, yeah. okay, what are the other categories we're supposed to be looking oh, at? Oh, did I say Good Morning Vietnam? Because he did that one too. Golly, <laughs> stop it. Uh, so, first we're talking about Best Supporting Actress, because that's the one that they actually won for. Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. I mean... In in the parts she was on screen, she definitely it was okay. She got I mean she had the emotional range. It was mm-hmm. kind of laying it on thick, but again, it's supposed to be a comedy, right? I mean, I um, wouldn't say it was a bad performance by any means. No. I yeah. in this one, I definitely have to see You'd what to she see... was up against, and I can do that. But I want to be able to watch the movies so we can just look at names and see if we can piece it together. Rather, rather I guess I was a little surprised that she won for that. Yeah. She, she played fine. Yeah. So she was up against two different actresses in uh, Color Purple. One of them is Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Oprah is not necessarily a good actress. She's just yeah. very influential. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. I mean, eh? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. Right. Well, I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, our extra, best cinematography. It wasn't anything special. No, those airplane shots. Oh, yeah, shots. no, the airplane shots. This movie was stupid. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, and that, that business on the long train ride. You know, where were they? Up the North Shore here or what? I don't know. I think they went upstate New York. Yeah. Mountains, upstate, yeah. yeah. Up to the Finger this... Lakes. But there was nothing, nothing no, showing except every, the inside of a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> every time that, because they, the bulk of the movie takes place in New York, we right. assume. Somewhere East Coast. Right. And they would have birds so twittering out the window. The yeah. But I would whenever think they wanted to indicate that we were going to California, 
they would have about a three to five second clip of an airplane moving left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would fade into the airplane and then would fade out from the airplane and into the next thing. And then when it was time to go back to New York, it would be a three to five second clip of an airplane going to the right. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. There was no, they would, I mean, I'm not expecting them to have scenes where they go to the airport or no anything. No takeoffs, no anything. Well, they did have the the quintessential LAX um, airport right. restaurant. And yeah. They, and they had a, a view of the outside of McCarran. Yeah. Airport in Vegas. But the that, old McCarran. Yeah. The old McCarran. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, their shots of it's time to change coast was airplane. Uh-huh. Okay, we're in California now. <laughs> Right. Where well, there was enough repetition that I thought it was a pretty good deal. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, it worked. It started to be a little bit of a gag. Yeah, it was by the end. Right. Yeah. yeah, it definitely was a recurring gag. Then, but yeah, the first time it was. Yeah. It was su- such a stark change in film technique that I thought this well, is super corny. At least they didn't have the line moving the the, the dotted line on the map. Line on a map. I mean, oh, that's true. Honestly, if they were going to go for a comedy, I probably would have gone for that. <laughs> but. That might have been cheaper. Yeah, that's true. Something that I've had uh, talks about in other spheres is if you are made, if they were trying to do the plain thing and make it intentionally low quality, mm-hmm. if you're trying to make something look bad on purpose, I don't care if you're making an artist statement, it still looks bad. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like it still looked cheap. Yeah, I it agree. Does. So it's it not going to win you a best cinematography award unless you're really good at making it look cheap. No, no. And that takes too much work. Uh, next thing, screenplay. No, no, this, the writing was kind of was. I'm not going to say kind of yeah. subpar. The film was adapted by the original novelist Richard Condon. Okay, who wrote 26 uh, political novels, all of which combine a fast pace, outrage, and frequent humor, while focusing almost obsessively on monetary greed and political corruption. His most well-known book, which was also turned into a film, is The Manchurian Candidate. Mm-hmm. Which I uh, think is a better film. Two of his f- books feature thinly disguised versions of Richard Nixon. Huh. Unsurprising. Hmm. His characters tend to be driven by obsession, usually sexual or political, and family loyalty. He wrote four books about the Pritzi family. Hmm. Huh. Really? Yep. Well, it's got nominated. Yeah. For screenplay? For screenplay. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I wouldn't have nominated it. Nah, I wouldn't have either. Uh, well, we don't know what it was up against. Yeah. I mean, we're not in charge. Was it up against the winner out of Africa? Yeah. I mean, I hear that movie was good. The coat and the color purple. So, you know, I also hear that movie was decent. I mean, the. What's our third thing we have to talk about? Uh, Makeup. Well. There was one guy in makeup. There's. Well, Angelica Houston. <laughs> she Well, she was kind of doing her own makeup at one point. Right. But there had to be somebody to do her makeup to make it look like she was doing her makeup. Yeah. But yeah, there was that one guy who they were trying to make look old. His name was William Hickey. He was in his late 50s when they made this movie. Huh. And he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And they tried to make him look like he was Who was he? He was the ancient Don. And he was not even 60 yet when they made the film. Yeah, his, his makeup sons looked... were younger than him in real life. <laughs> the, yeah, his makeup looked very pancakey yep. to me. Yeah, and but, I, I mean, I don't know. But that's how, from the eighties. Yeah. You know, that's his uh, best yeah. they could his do. His other things he's known for is in as Uncle Lewis in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and the voice of one of the main characters of The Nightmare Before Christmas. 
That I'm not familiar with that film. That's Tim Burton's. I know, I know of the film, but I don't know it. Uh, He died in '97. Mm. Yeah, and his teeth were weird. I mean, yeah, I do think they were kind of doing that on purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was in Mouse Hunt. Well, we haven't seen that. Well, that's wow. That's some slapstick comedy. Mouse Hunt. Mouse Hunt. We haven't seen that for a long time. Yeah. What is it? It's uh, Mouse Hunt is a ni- from 1997. It's mouse got Hunt? Mouse Hunt. It's about two guys who are trying to catch a mouse in their cheese factory, and it's <laughs> and the mouse is smarter than them, so it's slapstick. Way smarter than these yeah these humans. And he's playing the ancient guy that owns the factory. Oh, funny! In his basically his last one of his last living film oh. works. Oh, funny. <laughs> So, yeah, that's interesting. Christopher Walken? <laughs> yeah, he's also Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken is, is also in that Is one. in that film with Nathan Lane. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but this one, back to our film, eh, a, bi- a, a giant meh heard around the world. <laughs> or at least yeah. around our living room. I mean, like I, I think was spoken earlier, some good things, some good parts. The music was pretty interesting to listen mm-hmm. to and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but eh, not not. If it had been a half hour uh, shorter, I think it would have worked better because they would have yeah. been able to get snappier bits or I have. Think, I think you're onto something there. Mm-hmm. Or like the mm-hmm. part where they're they need to skip to the parts where they can do comedy, right? It, like the part where they're kidnapping the guy. There were definitely parts there where there could have been, you know, you go here, you do this, and then they're arguing over who knows how to kidnap him best, mm-hmm. and then the door's almost there, and then they have to go oh, like. Get the baby. Oh no, his head's backwards. And like the bodyguard looks at the baby and you're like, what's going on here? And she's like, oh, he's just sick. What's that over there? <sniffs> ah, see, he's fine. Right. Like there were parts where they could have done comedy about their Vaudeville. Guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, not as, I mean, not even just vaudeville, just, you know, mm-hmm. humorous bits where they're falling over each other no, to try and be the about, better assassin. How about dumping the driver out of that car after they shot him? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can think of a lot of funny things that could be done with that one. Yeah. yeah, get his foot caught in the steering wheel or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it just was. It does. It didn't have enough comedy to be a comedy film, so it was just farce. And mm-hmm. our lives are already farces. Ha ha ha. We don't need more. <laughs> but amen to that. Next week we'll watch something else. We will indeed. We will. And then else. we'll worry about when we don't watch things because people aren't going to be here later. But but the people in internet land don't know that. The people don't know that. They don't come to our house and watch us record. We do not record this in front of a live studio audience yet. Yeah. I hope we do. It'll don't. have to get a lot more popular before we do that. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. I think you need more oh, followers. We'll have to have a lot more. Yep. <laughs> All right. You got to say the thing. We want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us mostly in the direction of quality filmmaking. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.